0: strength for the weak your love is the anthem of nations brings out to the ages and you're always in
1: You know, when you have the, the spirit to, and, the, and the, the feeling of what, you, what you're doing and you love what you're doing, like these guys love what they're doing, you can feel it. It doesn't have to be everybody up here. It could just be a few people up here, and you can feel the Holy Spirit move. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. Nicholas just walked away, but I wanted to say that I really appreciate how you guys really bring uh, songs up that match what, what I wanna, you follow spirit and they just open me up. Thank you so much, thank you so much. Woo, I'm full. You full? Yeah. Okay, then I can sit down. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, through this week I've been listening and listening and listening and I was listening to Jack Bolin, uh, who started Church of Today. I love Jack Boland, and I, and, and I love listening to him. And, and you know, even even when you pass away, there's still pearls that linger on. And, and so I love his listening to him on YouTube. Isn't YouTube great? Yeah. You can pull up almost anything on YouTube. And he was talking about this story of this, this older lady who had bought this, was, um, saving up money to get a new car. She had never had a brand new car. She finally had the money, had her credit up and everything. And She knew what she wanted. Her dream car was a red station wagon. So you know how long ago this was. <laughs> how many of you remember the station wagon? My dad used to be able to pack 10 of us in a station wagon, me, my family, and my, my aunts, my cousins in it. And we'd sit in the back part. And he'd have me sit this way, my cousin, others you know, we'd, like sardines packed in the back part, right? And then the back of the station wagon would be dragging, you know. <laughs> it was funny. People would drive by, and we'd be waving, and they're like, okay. But she wanted a red station wagon, and she got it. And she drove it off the show, out of the, the dealership, and she was so proud of herself and excited. And the next day, she went to a circus, and she was so excited, she parked it in the front row. So everybody can see. How many of you love looking at your new car when you get a nice new shiny car? So she's sitting there and admiring her car and woo, this is looking good, all red and shiny. And the elephants come out. The trainer comes out with the elephants, right? And she's admiring her red shiny car and and an elephant comes by and he starts admiring it too. And actually he's the kind of elephant who loves sitting on the hood of a red shiny car. So he goes and he sits on the hood of her car. she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So she goes and talks to the circus owner. He says, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Go get an estimate, and I'll pay pay you. So she's like, okay. So she's on her way to the dealership. She didn't even stay for the circus because she didn't believe him. So she wanted to go get her estimate right away. So she's driving down the road, and all of a sudden she hits this intersection, and these two cars crash right in front of her. And steam's coming up and everything, and she... She hits her brakes, hits her brakes, and she stops right before the accident. And She gets out the car and she's like, Oh my God, what else can happen for this day? And she's sitting there stunned, right? So all of a sudden, the ambulance comes up. And they see her and they usher her into the ambulance. And she's like, No, it's not me. It's not me. An uh, elephant's out of my car. And they're like... And a little bit later, she ended up in a psychiatric roar. <laughs> but that was, that was I thought that was really funny. Because we all have those days where everything seems like they go wrong, right? Where Murphy's Law seems to be in high speed in our life, right? You know, Murphy's Law, whatever, can go wrong, will go wrong. Anybody had those moments in their life? Oh my gosh, I think I grew up in (laughs) Murphy's Law. One of the things that is really important to me is that we really walk in our truth. And in the beginning of this, month, this year, January, we talked about faith. And faith is represented by Peter. We talked about that. Peter represents faith. And that's in January. And the way Charles Fillmore does it, the next month, which is February, represents Andrew, which is Peter's brother, and that is strength. And faith is the, has its center in our body, because every single faculty that we have represented, represents a disciple but the faculty is not only a spiritual power, it's located somewhere in the, in the body as well. And how we use it is mental. So, so Peter, we said, is the pineal gland in the middle of the brain, right? Andrew is in the loin area. And they're connected by this circular spiral set of nerves that go up from the spine up into the, back, into the brain, right? Well, what month are we in now? March. March is a powerful month too. Every month is powerful and it has its own individualized expression. Month represents wisdom. And wisdom is James. That's the disciple that represents James. And there were two disciples that Jesus had that had the name James. The one I'm talking about is the son of Zebedee and he was the brother of John. In the Bible, the Bible says, Uh, the disciple whom I love, who God, Jesus loved, and that's John. Well, James is his brother. And I don't want to be boring about this right now in the beginning of this, but I just want us to get this because it's powerful to be able to link these spiritual powers together and walk in our truth. We're created to be the expressions of God. We're made in God's image and likeness, right? 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 Right. And so as that, we're meant to create As God creates, God does not create in the mind only. In the way we think, that is not how God creates. So wisdom is not knowledge. It's not even just understanding. Like for instance, we know the five unity principles. The first unity principle is that God is all there is. God is that one power and presence active in our lives and in the universe, right? And then the second unity principle is that we are one with it. Stop for a second and take that in. You're one with God. You are an individualized expression of God. Like seriously, in God's mind, God decided to create you, and no one else can ever be you. Ever. God created you No one can be you Your fingerprints are different That's your indicator You are different Nobody has the same fingerprints Even identical twins Are different You are a precious gem to God that's what it means to be have that divinity in you. Jesus knew that. And when you really take that in and know that, it makes you go, whoa. Like all this week I've been like, whoa. You know what? That's how God looks at you. Whoa. This is some sweet business, each and every one of you. And then the third unity principle is that thoughts held in mind, what? Produce after their kind. So what does that mean? That means that as you are thinking, God has been so wonderful that divine law has made it that whatever we think the universe will create is created in your mind first. That's why Jesus said, if if you're even angry with somebody, you're sinning. Because you're manifesting an expression as opposite and I'm missing the mark from God, what you goes on in your mind. You ever had moments where you sit and you're like, "Oh my God, that was funny." And you're remembering some stuff? You crack it up. I do that all the time." And Howard says, "There she goes. Like one time my nose was whistling and I was on my way to, vi- to dinner with my girlfriend and I was like, dang, I gotta blow my nose or something because I'm tired of his nose whistling. I said, my name isn't Dixie? And he started cracking up. No, I started cracking him. i get it right. He's looking at me because I'm like, you know, whistling Dixie? He was like, and I was like, you gotta be there. In my head, you gotta be there. But then I told my girlfriend and she cracked up. I'm like, see you and I are one-on-one one. on the same vibe. And I love that. I love being able in me, in my mind, to create my own joy, my own life, and then live it. The fourth unity principle says that we align our minds with God through denials and affirmations and prayer meditation. I will talk to you till I'm blown in the face, and you guys are blown in the face, about denials and affirmations and prayers and meditation till, till, till I pass away. And I'm not gonna say till I die, because I'll leave my body, but I, the I am, will never die. Because that's the only way that you can truly be consciously a, react, a reflection of God is when you truly connect through your thoughts held in mind, when you do it. We do it all the time saying, so, you know, you say those, I'm so stupid, or this or that, or whatever. There's some, I know someone. Who, every time I get in a car with him, it is like a roller coaster of emotions. What is he doing? Why is he going that way? What's he doing? And I'm like, I'm driving. Why are you worried about what's going I'm driving. Somebody's coming for a going all slow. Why is he going so slow? He's on the other side of the road. But in his mind is a thunderstorm of all this turmoil and anger and what's he doing? R- rage. And it's like, woo wee. How about I meet you there? He created it himself in those moments you gotta realign. And then the fifth unity principle, that's what we're gonna talk about today. See those other aspects are knowledge and knowing. I know I'm a, a, a I know God's all there is. I know God's here, I know God's everywhere present. And I know I'm one with God and I can co-create with God. Oh man, I know that my mind is not connected with God. All I gotta do is realign. That's all knowledge, that's not wisdom. Wisdom comes when you do it. When you take the truth that you know and you do it. Wisdom is truth in action. Truth on wheels. Oh, that reminds me of this cute little joke. You guys probably already heard it. A cat goes up to heaven and and St. Peter shows him his little place. He has this big big little cushion. He can sit on that cushion. He's enjoying himself. And at the same time, this mouse had gotten up there too. And so... He asked the mouse, "Well, what would you like?" And the mouse said, "I would like some skate, some skate, so I can skate around, you know, and go." He's like, "Okay," so he gives the my skate. The mouse is skating and everything, and so then he checks in on the on the the uh, cat, and he says, "Okay, so how are you enjoying yourself?" He said, "You know what? This heaven is some sweet business, and thanks for the meals on wheels." <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom is truth in action, truth on wheels. When you put it in action, that's when it becomes true. I know it's funny, and then Oh, I love it. See, I've got to do this stand-up thing. All. I can do stand-up. Somebody said, no, don't give up your day job. So okay. So I have grown up with a father whose name is James. And whether you want to hear it or not, he's gonna share his wisdom but it's interesting how when you grow up and you really start to understand it and you start to put it into action yourself. I was talking to my brother and it's interesting because my dad taught us when we were growing up the power of prayer and I know the power of prayer and I know, and daddy, oh, okay, and, you know, and we tell him what's going on. I know daddy, you're gonna tell me to pray. You're gonna tell me to pray, but I'm promising you, I'm promising you that as I walk in prayer with God, As I actually sit and pray, it does work. And not just for me. And that's wisdom because it's taking the idea that your relationship with God can manifest. But not just for you. I sent my girlfriend, Michelle, a text the other day. It was just a prayer. And I do that all the time. I sent my girlfriend a prayer, a text saying that I hope everything goes well with you in your move. I see your resources there and everything, right? I just felt led to do it. And then I sent my daughter a prayer that your perfect job is coming for you on the same day. And my girlfriend called me back and said, you know what? I just want you to know that your prayer did work. Now, I could have had that thought in my mind and not acted on it. Because I started not to. But something told me, no, stop right now. You ever had a moment where you feel your gut tell you to do something? And you did it? You didn't know why, but you did it? Wisdom is following it intuitively. You don't know why. You don't know why. But wisdom is following it, intuitively following it. Whatever you hear to do, some of you hear things. Do you hear things? Some of you, like I, he- I heard God tell me this. Raise your hand if you do, you hear it. Some of you get a feeling. I just had a feeling to do it. Some of you get a knowing. I just know I should do this. Any of you? That's what I, I get a know. I get it all. Some of you have ever had a premonition of something? I just had a premonition. Oh, my God, I just, like, you may have a sense of something's going to happen or whatever, and, and you just know That's wisdom. Intuition, that's the beginning of it. And it's there because you have opened yourself up to take what you know as truth and open yourself up and hear it, however God decides to express it to you. That's the first part of it. Charles Fillmore, I love this book, The Revealing Word. I love this book, The Revealing Word. Charles Fillmore says that wisdom is the voice of God within as the source of our understanding. It's the voice of God within as the source of our understanding. And the big part is you understand it, but you can't give words to it sometimes. You ever have a knowing or an understanding about something, you can't give the words to it? It's not like, it's like, it's like spiritual instructions, you know, not those instructions you get when you like have something you got to put together and you open it up, it has these instructions in it. I know some men who don't follow the instructions. Maybe a couple screws extra. Like, oh, some extra screws. Uh, but it says that you have to use every screw. So it's like, did you read the instructions? No, it is wobbly somehow. <laughs> like a bookcase or something, because the screws aren't all used. God gives us spiritual instruction. And this is deep. I want you to really get this, it's deep. My daughter had been stressing, she, she graduated from Western a couple years ago. And she, she, she graduated with a web design, web design degree. And she was trying to get a job, right? She's really stressed and she kept cutting herself down by saying, I'm not gonna get this job. I'm not gonna get this job. And I could tell her till I'm blown in the face, your words are blocking you. You're not hearing, you're not listening. But that's not, that's my wisdom, it's not hers. And us parents, we have that tendency of getting frustrated because our kids aren't listening to us. But I had to stop and just send the prayers. So the other day she said, Mommy, I went for this, uh, she was so excited because she went for this um, interview. And she didn't get the job. So I was like, I'm sure you probably feel sad about it. She said, no, I know there's something else for me. Wisdom. You ever get excited when your kids have their ahas of their own? But she was really upset about this. Now, (laughs) Now, the other piece about wisdom is you keep going in it no matter what. You use the faith. And you link it with strength, which is endurance and perseverance. And then not only do you link it with strength and you keep following it, you follow intuitively. She applied at this job for the third time. And there was no reason for her to apply. She had already been rejected uh, twice already. But she applied again. Mommy, I'm going to try again. I'm okay. And I didn't know she was trying at the same time I sent the prayer. She got the job. And they called her on her way home. She hadn't left the job for 15 minutes. They called her on her way home to tell her she got the job. That's wisdom in action. On my part, connecting with her by singing the prayer, and on her part, by not giving up with this company that she had a feeling she was supposed to be there. Do not give up when you know that you know that you know. Don't give up. When I left years ago from the urban school, I was so undone. I was going through a divorce at the time and I was just, God, I don't know how you, mm -mm, really? I went through all that and this and that. and I'm looking at the circumstances of my life and I'm not looking and being present with what was going on really inside of me. That being introduced to unity were the tools and principles that I was using in myself to heal. And my girlfriend Michelle and I were working with each other. She's she's a psychologist, and I was using the spiritual principles. She was using psychology and practicing with the spiritual, and I was practicing with psychology because my mom was a psychologist, so I knew that. I told you guys when I first started school I wanted to go into psychology, and then I thought about the mind. I'm like, no way. I'm not going into that. But when we came together using the unity principles, that's what got me through. So as I started practicing that and practicing that, it moved me out of resentment and anger towards my ex-husband. And it moved me into a space of gratitude that he is the one that brought me into unity to go to Renaissance unity. You, ever, you remember when Mary Ann Williamson was there? went to go see her. And as soon as I got linked into unity, I felt like I was coming home. Anybody felt like you came home when you came to unity? Unity is wisdom. Unity is practical Christianity. Practical Christianity is wisdom. It's applying what you know. It's using the fifth unity principle of living the truth that you know. And that is today's talk. Live the truth that you know. I promise you it's not going to be easy. and You're not going to always have the answers. And I know this isn't a fluff and buff talk, but I know it's important for us to move into this. So, as I got to the point of thanking God for my experience with that marriage, I realized that you ever heard people come into your life for a reason, for a season? What's the other one? For a lifetime. Sometimes they're all with the same person. Sometimes it's just a season and a reason. And they're usually that season serves a reason. And with him, the season served a reason, because it got me here. And I had had time to practice with preaching and speaking before I came into unity. Now, I can stand before you and tell you that the way I've gotten through grieving my sister's transition is through the using the principles. I have my moments where I get sad. I do. But I don't let that shake me. There are people who lose someone and it shakes their world and they cannot move forward. They're not using the unity principles. They're not using any principles in whatever religion they have. They're not using them to manifest in their life. I can tell you that when I got laid off years ago, that was hard. You got all these bills to pay. You got all this stuff, but you get laid off? Anybody experience something deep in their life that was really scary? Did you use what you knew to get you through it? Let's seek something out. Anybody lose a job before? Downsizing. Downsizing. Anybody break up in a relationship or divorce? Anybody lose someone, dare to their heart through, now I don't want to say lose, anyone's Someone close to them, transition. Anybody have your child move out and you have that empty nest syndrome? And then they come back. And then they come back. <laughs> <laughs> <You're really laughs> out, the then you to <laughs> <laughs> pray again. Right? So I told you with my daughter, and she told me to share that with you guys. She's so excited that she could use the unity principles. The other part is she told everybody, and she put it on Facebook, March is my month. March is my month. Good things are going to happen. She starts her job on March 18th. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So then my girlfriend calls me, when, and I had sent her. Remember, I sent her a text, too. It was a prayer. And she said, I needed my rent And I didn't have it all. And she said, some told me to go talk to the office. And they said that I can pay what I have now. And then I can pay the rest. If I pay what I have now by the 15th, then I can pay the rest before the end of the the month. And that's taken care of. And she said, and I was wondering, and I was thanking God for being able to remove everything out of my storage unit on time. It was supposed to be out by 6 o'clock one day. She got it out by 12 o'clock. But she did it herself. She had to do it herself, and God gave her the way. Many other things. She said that she had to um, help her son get glasses, And and money was tight at the time, but then when she went in, it was at the perfect time that they were having deals on glasses, and she was able to get a good deal on glasses. I'm telling you, it works in the big things and the little things. Wisdom is not just making it through the big things. You are an expression of God all the time all the time and it is important to know that I am a divine expression of God together I am a divine expression of God now wisdom is located in the pit of the stomach that's why you get that gut feeling we're gonna talk about that a little bit later next next week no in two weeks Because this week was just dealing with the spiritual aspect of it. Being one with what the truth is and living it. Living the truth that you know. There's an affirmation that I'd like us to use for wisdom. And the affirmation is, I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. I'll say it again. I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. Together. I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. Now, there's another piece which is important. We're moving into the Lenten season also, which starts uh, Wednesday, right? Uh, anybody go for punchkies on Ash Wednesday? Or is it Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday's Punchky day, yeah. I, I don't like punchkies. I hate them. I get a, a um, I get a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and I go in the hot donuts and serve served now. Don't let me drive by it and see it. It's like And I told you guys how I used to get 12, a dozen of them. And I'd eat eight of them before I got home. Seriously, seriously, I, had, I was a sugar addict. I, and, they, and I had to eat them while they were hot. They were, woo, they were good. And it was like I was sucking them in. So by the time, and if I got home before they were done, I'd sit down the street a little bit <laughs> and finish eating the other. It was four of us then. I was married to my second ex-husband. It was four of us then. So I ate eight of them and left four donuts, right? So I'd come in, guess what mommy bought for dessert? And then I'd eat the ninth one with them while they were eating <laughs> their first. I had a sugar rush. Hey, let me get dinner done. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, let me go do this laundry. Hey, let me do this. Ooh, let me clean. What you need? Okay, I got that. (laughs) But then you get that crash. Woo. And then you do, oh, 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 that was so, oh. So now I'll get four. And I'll bring two home for me and Howard. One time I hid them because I didn't want them to eat them. And I forgot about him. And I left him out on the table for him. And he was like, he was, I was like, I got some donuts. And he was like, I don't want these because they were hard. <laughs> That's what you get for being selfish. So we're going into Lenten season. And I don't know if you have your Advent books. But what I love about the title of this book is it says Fasting and Feasting. Ash Wednesday starts a period of releasing all of those and denying all of those things that is holding you back from being that expression of God. What I'm asking for us for this month and going into April, which represents love, I'm asking us to try to get it. And if you can't, you can go online to unity.org and you you can download it. Go through the days. They have a day that you fast from something, and then they have a day that you feast. Like for instance, uh, let's do March, let's do Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday says, I fast from judging others. Now that's another part of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to evaluate, to discern, to judge wisely, and to apply what you know. So this says, I fast from judging others. And then the next day, which is Thursday, says, I feast on beholding the Christ in others. So you're going through your denials and you're going through your affirmations. And I want you guys to do this with me. So uh, so every day I want you to go through and read it. Even if it's at the end of the, sometimes if I miss it in the morning, I'll still read it at night. And through my experiences during the day, I'll go through and fast on whatever it is. And I'll go, and, and if the day says feast, then you feast on whatever it is. But do this advent. Because it prepares you for Easter, and Easter is the resurrection of that new consciousness. Now this is the powerful part, and then I'll close this out. Remember the white stones you had. You did your white stones. Mine was joy and love. uh, Speak out what yours were. Strength. Strength, what yours was love, joy and love. And we had strength and what else? Peace, spirituality, anything else? Faith. It's like I looked right up at you, Bonnie, and you said faith. (laughs) The reason why this is important is because whatever was left over that you need to fast from during Advent, you can release it during this time that blocks you from being the higher expression of your, that's the name on your white stone, your new name. And then when you go into Good Friday and you crucify everything that you thought of, When you resurrect Sunday, Easter Sunday, you resurrect into a higher expression. I see the Phoenix coming out of the fire. Woo! Into a higher expression. So I will be walking into a higher expression of joy and love. Does that make sense? So let's do that together. Let's fast from all the things, and it's going to take a minute because it's every day thinking about those things. The golden key, anybody ever heard of the golden key? where you constantly think about God and everything that's bothering you, releasing release it. it. It takes a lot to be conscious and present to do that. Cancel that, cancel that. Ooh, I thought about that. Ooh, I thought about that. But when you're really present and you're peaceful with yourself and you use the unity principles of aligning yourself, the best thing to, to remember all the time is God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. And any mo- my brother was saying that, um, his name is James too. I got so much wisdom in my life. My grandfather's name was James, my daddy's name is James, my brother's name is James, and his son's name is James. So I got James to the fourth in my life. But what he was saying is that, see, he is a, I don't want to say it wrong, sergeant, lieutenant. He's a lieutenant in the police department. And he said that there's an an opportunity to become a captain, right? And he said, but there's other people there who don't speak, the who don't do it the way he would like them to be. And I said, well, if it's irritating you, you're harboring darkness. And ain- it's anger inside. There's something you're judging them. You're harboring that inside of yourself. Until you release that, you're not going to even be prepared for that captain position. He, never really, he didn't even realize that just those thoughts of, oh, man, what are they doing now? What they, any of those thoughts that go on in your mind, cancel it out, fast on it. Stay present through this whole 40-day, well, it's actually a 46-day period. Stay present to who you are. And we're going to be talking about it throughout this month and then into April, okay? Yes? yes? I am whole, perfect, and complete together. I am whole, perfect, and complete. I'm ready for Lent together. I'm ready for Lent. I'm ready to release together. I'm ready to release. And I am ready for my resurrection together. And I am ready for my resurrection. Amen? Amen. And Amen thank you <laughs> oh thank you I'm glad you did that cuz I know I wasn't all funny and stuff but it, I, I, God I serious fabulous thank you all right let me no get out of the way what'd you say no negative no thoughts. negative thoughts see there we go <laughs> all right so let's get our love offering and while we are blessing this all thoughts and energy of, of uh, lack or anything like that is released right now. I fast on lack together. I fast on lack. And I feast on prosperity. And I feast on prosperity. So with that in mind, we're going to do our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God.